Hey guys, I want to tell you about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. And how do I know? Because Todd Orndorff on a podcast now switched to Anchor. And it's absolutely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Can you imagine not having to lug all of your equipment every place you go to do an interview or record? You can do it all right from your phone. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to be heard, they send you there. You do the fun stuff, they do the hard stuff. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a podcast veteran. You know who I'm better than? Athea veteran since back in the day. What's up? What's up? And good evening to you. This is Todd Orner from the Talkcast coming at you from the great state of PA. Central PA to be exact. My name is Todd Orndorff. I'll be your party host for this evening. Folks, I am back from the BICBP Western New York PodCon Showcase. It was freaking awesome. It was so cool. I was able to network with folks. You know, we've been talking about this for quite a long time. Talking about this upcoming event. The very first ever put on by Matt Johnson and a slew of other folks. The hat that I am wearing at this very moment is off to you guys. Thank you very much for the invite. And thank you very much for the opportunity to come and represent Todd Orndorff on the podcast to a slew of people. To many people. To new listeners. To new faces. You know, this thing has grown so big in the three years that Tia won the TC has been on. And we are in other countries, we are in every single state and beyond, I feel so privileged and so proud. The only thing that was missing was my co-host, Johnny Simonetti, who is actually not going to be on this episode. A couple technical difficulties held that up for some reason, but we're going through the channels to get him back on next week. So, this is it guys, there's not much going on here with me. I'm going to play my interview with the Atomic Drop Show. So Justin Time and Kyle Cruz, great friends of mine. You know, the story goes as told. I met these guys in January of 2010. And we started the same time, same month, same year, but never knew each other. They were the first callers in my show at that time. I had the PWH Pro Wrestling Hour, and they were able to give me callers on that platform. And I had callers, and Justin Time was the first caller I ever had. And we became great friends. Kyle Cruz and I became great friends. I actually attended Justin Time's wedding, which was awesome. And I haven't seen him since. And I never had the privilege of meeting Kyle Cruz in person until this very event. So that's what was so great. It brings people together. It brought us together after 10 years of friendships and talking many times a week. And here we were. We had a booth side by side. And it was just a great time. You know, and I got to give a shout out to a lot of people. A lot of people. Matt Johnson for putting it together. Matt Johnson for giving me a space. Atomic Drop Show for bringing this whole event to my attention. Jay Rue and State College made me a beautiful banner. Said Todd Orndorff on a podcast. Miss Lacey Bryan hooked me up with some shirts for the event. And the ever-popular ReloadRub.com. Joel and Stacey, Reload Rub and Seasoning. What they did for you guys 
for the people that attended, they got to see how special this product actually was. They didn't send me a few bottles or a few koozies or a few stickers. They didn't send me a little goodie bag to represent them, to sell, to spread the word. They sent me a box of seasonings, koozies, and stickers. And let me tell you something. The stuff was hit. I almost sold out. What I did was I opened up four bottles of all four flavors, the fully loaded, the double action, the high caliber, and the ever so lovely packing heat. I popped the top. And we did the smell test. And I'm telling you, all people had to do was smell them. And they immediately went over to the display that I had and purchased their reload. It was a great thing. It was a great time. It was absolutely awesome. My kids were there. The smoking hot soon-to-be wife was there holding the fort down with the kids in the booth when I was doing my thing, doing my live shows. I was a part of two live shows. I did mine, Todd Order from the Talkcast. But I was also a guest on the Atomic Drop Show, which was cool. Because I plan on having them on mine. And they were like, hey, come join us. So I was able to be, I think I was the only person that was a part of two different shows. Which was really awesome. It was really fantastic. Great interview over there. Make sure you guys check it out on their platform. Blogtalkradio.com. The Atomic Drop Show. So folks, that is it for me. I'm right now going to hand this over to the interview. Todd Orndorff on the Toddcast with Justin Time and Kyle Cruz, the Atomic Drop Show. What's up, what's up, and good evening to you. This is Todd Orndorff on the Toddcast coming at you from the first ever BICBP Western New York PodCon. My name is Todd Orndorff. I'll be your party host for this evening with a four-hour drive and a garbage plate from Jimmy Z's. I have made it to the PodCon show place. With me today is not Johnny Simonetti. He decided to stay in Virginia. He decided to not make the trip. But I got two gentlemen with me today, actually one at the moment. The other is trying to win a game console of some sort here at the PodCon. Is Cal Cruz what? from the Atomic Drop Show on Block Talk Radio? What's up, my friend? What's happening, man? It's my pleasure to finally join you on your show. I mean, you've been on the Atomic Drop Show, been a part of the Atomic Drop Show family for a very long time. So it's my pleasure to join you here on the Toddcast, man. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but you did call me family, and I did not receive a Christmas gift. I like to think I'm a good family member, but I didn't get no Christmas gift. Uh, to be fair, most of my family they they, they don't get any Christmas gifts either, so it's fine. <laughs> Well, Justin Time, who's not here, did not give me a Christmas gift. And he's not going to get w- one from me either if he keeps, uh, you know, avoiding his responsibilities over here. We have a bird flying in the building at this very moment. <laughs> Might be a double bird. In the form of a middle finger you know. from Sir Justin Time for not being present Seriously. on the show. So as, you, so as I said, my normal co-host, Johnny Simonetti, is not here. He's in Virginia. He was unable to make the trip up this year. But he promised that next year he would be up here. And I know you guys have only got to speak one time, but he's a great dude. We were on your show a few days ago, and he did say how he loved the interaction with new people in this whole world of podcasting. That's absolutely new to him. From him, coming out of my mouth, he says thank you for having him on. And, you know, for on your guys' show for welcoming him into the podcast world. Hey, look, uh, it's our pleasure. You know, we were new to this thing in 2008, and we had, you know, had people welcome us you know uh we were guests on other people's shows and and you know uh but funny enough just when we started there really weren't too many podcasts specifically in the wrestling realm so uh so anytime we get a chance to return that favor and to uh 
you know, make somebody new to the art form feel welcome, then it's our pleasure. And sh- and Johnny, if you're listening, uh, great talking to you on Thursday night, man. Uh, you have to come back out next year here, Niagara Falls or wherever it takes place. It's uh, it would be a a huge pleasure to meet you face to face. Now, Todd, I met you for the first time. You did face to face this weekend. You did, and I've known you for what for like ten years. Right? Ten years, and first time meeting you. And yeah, uh, like these kinds of events are just they're just really cool because we just get to sit back, talk about wrestling, just chill. You know, got to meet your family, lovely group of people. Sometimes rambunctious. But but uh, but uh, but uh, uh, a lovely bunch, and I'm. It's just a awesome time. So so happy that we were finally able to make it out and finally meet each other. You know, you brought up Johnny and everything. Yeah, he's a good guy, but he's fired. He wasn't here. He's done. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I I come from the casino industry in my uh, shoot life. Yeah. And in the casino industry, we still use the term '86. So if you want to get rid of something, you just '86 it. Johnny's going to have to kiss a lot of butt to uh, not be 86 from this show. He did not make the trip. Made up a couple excuses. What kind of excuses? Uh, fixing a window on his pool, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that was it. That, that was it. it. On the last episode, he was talking about how he has a uh, how he has a pool at his house and has windows. It's an above ground pool with windows and it's leaking. Are you serious? He, he was yelling at Flex Seal because the product sucks. <laughs> and. Uh, so he wasn't he, he he wasn't here for uh, he wasn't here for this because I'm saying he was fixing his windows. But now now Johnny's a good guy. He's staying on the show. He's been a he's been a big addition to the show because he's he's brand new. He's brand new into all of this. Right. And I think him and I I, I think I got pretty lucky having him on because I think our chemistry is pretty damn well. So so how did, how did you link up? Because because Justin and I we had a pretty interesting story on like how we met up. So how did you guys meet? Truthfully, it was social media. It was, Dude, uh, yeah, same here. It was Instagram years ago. Uh, he's a big outdoorsman. I'm a big outdoorsman. I come from Pennsylvania. And if you are at least 12 years old and you're in Pennsylvania and you don't hunt, they think something's wrong with you. <laughs> it's just a way of life. It's how we are. Now he grew up in West Virginia. He resides in Virginia, but he's a big outdoorsman. And he used to follow me on Instagram back in the day. You know, we just, Kept in contact the entire time. He re- he told me a little while ago, about a year ago, he got into podcasting. You know, he was like, I religiously listen to these. I know when they come out each and every time. Mm-hmm. I-, I know which ones I'm going to listen to each particular day. So I was like, I knew this guy has a love for it. Right, right. And I know he's a legit good dude. So if, it, so if, if you're passionate about something and you're a good person, I'm more than happy to have you on. It just so happens he has a voice for it, too. Yes, he does. I noticed he's that. got a little twang. As soon as he got on the, uh, as soon as he got on the line with us on Thursday, man, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I man, I see it, man. I like, I definitely hear hear the voice and just talking to him. He's a really good dude. The one thing that I that I wanted to ask you guys, but since you're the only one that decided to show up for my show, I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Is I want to talk a little bit about inspiration. What was your, as Kyle, what was your inspiration into getting into something like a podcast? Or since we are the original OGs of podcasting, internet radio at the time, what was your inspiration? Okay, so I'm going to be completely transparent here. Uh, So the whole reason that the show started was uh, about, so like 2007, I was posting these videos on YouTube and so my goal since the age of four was, was, was to be a commentator for WWE. 
low-key, it still is a goal. But, you know, just it's a lofty one. I know it. So what I would do is I would go post on YouTube, and I would just do match card rundowns. You know, so, so say if Extreme Rules was, was this Sunday, I would, uh, I would just run down the card, and I would, you know, just... Like, maybe give a, pers- a perspective on it? Not even that. Like, I would act like a pitch man, and I would be like, hey, so... You were the Billy Mays of wrestling. It, yes. Okay. Exactly. The Billy Mays of wrestling is by my side at this very moment. <laughs> still standing. <laughs> still standing. Thank you for that. Good distinction. So, um, but, but, but I did them just in, in complete hopes that I would be noticed by WWE. Um, and... So, so my whole thing of like just me creating this Cal Cruz deal was let me be the the stereotypical, uh, not so much over the top, but relatively like relatively smooth commentator. Like just because, like like I wanted to to be a a cooler version of Coach. Okay. Uh, like like Jonathan Coachman. That's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard to be cooler than coach. Low, low standard to set, but that was the only example I had. And so, you know that 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 was pretty much my inspiration as as as, as far as how I approach being Kyle Cruz. Uh, now it's evolved over time, just because uh, Justin and I kind of have an adversarial relationship on the air, um, kind of like you and I on right. our show too. Uh, so 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 I kind of dial in into a, a, a different character, if you will. Um, but uh, just over time, you know, and and to be fair, while I don't uh, have a a commentary role in wrestling, um, I work a lot in wrestling. And hey, before I continue the story, we we got a special guest. Would you care to introduce the straggler? I would not. Oh, I would not like to introduce the straggler. Um, someone just sat down. I'm going to cut his mic. <laughs> we are going to call him Punk, and we are going to continue. Kyle, please. Wow, wow. I have no shame in that. <laughs> the disrespect. Just the disrespect's Sir, real, and it's probably well deserved. But absolutely. when there's video game trivia, I am all about that. Sir Justin, time, folks from the Atomic Job Show has decided to join in. I, I, I'm double dipping. I'm sorry. Are, I'm trying to get the best of both worlds here. We are ten minutes into the sexiness, and all of a sudden, he wants to join in. It's ten minutes less of my life I can get back. Well, did you at least win anything? Uh, they're being graded right now as we speak. Okay. So that's why I decided did, to did, run over. Did you have a score? A good score. Uh, it was a respectable all, it, score. Uh, the, TBA. It is TBA. They are reviewing all the cards right now. Well, I it, think that's it, code well, for it, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hopefully the, the five, results come back after I'm done. <laughs> if they do come back and I do win, you will be the first to know. Oh, bombshell all right. on the podcast. Uh, if I lose horribly, you will not hear back from me ever again. There so. will be another bombshell on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> We're bombing if we do. We bombing if we don't. That's true. So, Kyle, you want to explain what, what the question is? So, uh, what was the inspiration? Uh, so, was it like just us personally, or or, or or more so just the idea be behind the show? What was your guys' inspiration to actually waking up one day and saying, "You know what? I think I'm going to do what we are doing right now." 
What was your inspiration in getting into podcasts? And when you guys are done, I'll tell you what mine was. So yeah, like this this one's all on you. I I, I told the story on how we met. You were the one that proposed the idea of a podcast. I don't. I honestly don't even know how you came up with this. So it, it was chasing a dream. So yeah, it, and 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 I do a lot of stuff based on chasing a dream. You know, for 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 a long time, listeners of the show, you you guys know I lived in Long Beach, California, and ten months ago I moved across the country to Orlando to chase the dream. You know, I, like I legitimately live two blocks away from the performance center uh, in Orlando, Florida. And, 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 and a lot of stuff that I do is, uh, is done to chase a dream. A lot of times it doesn't work out per- perfectly, but a, a lot of times if I have a dream, it, it, it usually works out in, in a certain kind of way. Right. Um, so as it relates to the podcast, at the time there was a radio show called Between the Ropes. Hosted, yes. Hosted by Brian Fritz. And at the time it was Fritz. Vito Danucci and Dickerman, and and they would have these weekly shows uh, on iTunes, and I would listen to them, and I'm like, dude, I could do this, <laughs> like like they made it sound so easy, and then of course we tried it, and it was a way, disaster, way more difficult than than we could ever imagine. There there is an original one episode. There is the very first episode that has been completely retconned and uh destroyed. Nobody's heard it. So Nobody there's a pilot has. episode. There was a very bad pilot episode and we went back to the drawing board yeah. and we revamped <laughs> horribly after saying we are shit. You know, that's one thing I can also say is I never did that. I never done that and in the early days I sh- I know for a fact I should have cuz I was just I was one of those I've always been this way growing up where it's like, you know what? If something's presented to me, yeah, I can do it. Right. You know what I mean? And right, not look right. back and just like just believe. And a lot of times, it, I mean, more times than not, it hasn't worked out. It was just like I, I think it's just like the boiling machismo in all of us, yeah. where I'm just like, I'm a dude, man. I can freaking do this. And then, crap. <laughs> it's pretty much it. I mean, we both listened to our episode, and we both got back to each other and went. This is trash. It's a complete up trash. We decided to go back and redo it. We came up with aliases. Pulling back the curtain there a little bit. Yeah, right. Man. Um, Yeah, we we had some really rough growing pains. We did. Um, Learning growing pains. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. It was very good. It was very um, motivational. It was an eye-opening event. Uh, We smartened us up the hard way. Absolutely. Like, we learned every step of the way, um, but, dude, there were some terrible, terrible, terrible days. Um, terrible episodes, which, uh, thankfully, can't be heard anymore. Yes. Thankfully. Yes, yeah. unless they're sitting on somebody's desktop <laughs> somewhere. And they're sitting on mine. Like, I'm there, the only see, one. There is, there is one person. I'm the only one. So, the inspiration for me came... Um, no, now it's about you, huh? My name is on this show, son. <laughs> <laughs> this show has my name in it. So, but we're your guests. You should be asking us questions. I did. He, I did. He was asking you questions in the and first minutes of the show, and you weren't here. Uh, the answers were Rumble Pack, Fortnite, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I don't even know what Fortnite GameCube. is. GameCube. <laughs> I don't even know what Fortnite is. I see it, but I don't know what it is. Anyhow, so my inspiration for hopping on and was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this radio, internet radio thing. At the time, was there is a a wrestling show that still goes on to this day called In Your Head Online. Yes. And yes. they were the first ones that um, 
Neil Jones, right? Neil, yes, absolutely. Shout out to him in Massachusetts or wherever he lives on the Cape, whatever. He's somewhere. Um, He actually just went through a lot of health problems, and he's doing a lot better now. So hats off to him. Happy for you, dude. But they were the inspirations. I first ran into them via online in 2005. And at that, and they had every big name imaginable from Bobby Heenan to a Nick Bockwinkle to a Harley race to Terry Funk. I think it was a record five times. Larry Zabisco was on five times. I first found out about them. My mother had started a business and she had a shop where she did her business. And to make extra money as like a 17 year old, I would clean her shop for her on the weekends. And her computer was in there, and she had some decent-sized speakers in there. And I found it, and I would play it as I cleaned. I would ultimately, like, go a little slower because I wanted to try to get, like, two episodes in because I just loved her show. I I love hearing the stories about these guys. You know, like, everybody everybody has that memory of, I, I knew I wanted to be a wrestler when... You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Right. Everybody has. So so hearing all these guys that like I grew up hearing about or grew up watching them, they were all on there. So I was able to hear their stories and find out who they really were, what their journey was to make it to where they wanted to be. I think it was my love for radio at an early age. The first guy to ever get me hooked was Jim Rome. Because yeah. he was he was the only sportscaster who could bash somebody, beat him over the head verbally with a bat, and have him on the show the next week and be best friends. I thought he I thought he was yeah. just a hilarious individual. This is true. So he was the guy that was like that sparked the interest in me, and then it was Neil and One Inch Biceps. They were the guys who were like, you know what, I could probably do this too. Then yeah, and then I started the PWH Pro Wrestling Hour back in the day. My very first caller was Sir Justin Time. Still present and relevant. Still present and relevant. Still going strong on blogtalkradio.com. And that was where, that's where the whole thing started. I re, earlier, you brought up top threes or top tens, whatever it was. You brought up that was the basis of my show. I did a top ten for everything imaginable because right. I didn't know like how to how to format anything or like even really what to say, but I knew that conversations of a top ten was always a big deal. Amongst wrestling fans. Absolutely. So that's all that I did on the PWH was just top 10 world heavyweight champions, top 10 tag teams, which the Usos were not a part of. Uh, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of different things. It was a different year. It, it was, was a different di- age. It was a different era. Uh-huh. All right. The Wild West, but, as I refer to. But so, so my inspiration ultimately from the beginning of time was In Your Head Online. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were really like one of the – uh, pioneers and the originators of specifically like online wrestling shows, um, and and I would listen to them not as much as Between the Ropes, but 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 I remember them vividly. Um, so then I'll ask you because you said you had an interest in radio at at an early age. Where did that come from? I grew up, and it's still to this day. Um, so growing up, if I was in a car with my dad and we were driving somewhere and my parents were divorced, I was with my dad every weekend and I was fortunate enough to have a dad that on the weekends he would like we would travel somewhere. We would go to like Pittsburgh for a ball game or up to New York, the Yankee Stadium to watch every weekend we went somewhere. But it was never I, I, I can't say never. It was rarely like music that we listened to. It was always sports talk radio. Mm, so okay. I, I grew up on you know, the Jim Rooms or Dan Levitards, whoever it was. So talk radio has always been like my thing. So so if I'm driving somewhere right now and my family who is in front of me right now is not 
is not with me, it's either a podcast or a sports talk radio. I don't care to listen to music unless they're with me. Because I know my kids like to sing and dance. She likes to sing and dance in the car. I like to be the goofy dad that makes funny faces and dances in the car for my kids. But if they're not with me, it's sports talk radio or it's podcast. Agreed. Same with me, too. I, I have to, I need to listen to talk now. I, I've entered the old man age, as I refer it to. <laughs> I hit it early, bud. <laughs> I mean, I remember being in my grandfather's shop, and he listened to AM radio. And he was like, that's what, oh, that's, my that's all God. That's all I had. Like I didn't even know for the longest time the FM existed because it's fourteen fifty ESPN Radio in State College Pennsylvania. Yeah, and it was, and it sounded like they were miles away too. And yeah, and they would talk over it too. And it's like, don't you know you can't hear? We can't hear you, but you sound horrible. What? I I think it's cool because we all started the same exact time. I think the same exact month. You said January two thousand ten. Uh, that's when we first went live. We yes. we we were doing pre recorded shows. Uh, from 2008. June 2008. Yep, yeah. that's when the idea was launched, yeah. and then we uh, we started doing uh, the YouTube videos for the hard sells. I remember the hard sells. Oh, yes, yeah. oh, we yeah. still have quite the following still on there, believe it or not. Uh, yes, we do. Yes, we need we do. to address them, and we need to say, "Hey, guess what, guys? Uh, how be ever?" <laughs> but I, I think it's really cool, you know, like to have you guys on here at a convention like this for. Our, you know, I haven't seen Justin Time in, in in ten years, and I've never met you in person. Yeah. But we all started on the same platform, Blog Talk Radio. We all started doing live shows with callers the very same month too, because I was January two thousand ten when we all started to go live. Right. right. And if you think about it, like you know, we're you know we're here to talk podcasts and we're here to talk about passions. I believe Colt Cabana started in two thousand ten too. His uh, his podcast, The Art of Wrestling, I believe started in two thousand ten. Yeah. So, uh, since we were January, he probably was in January. So, I mean, l- look what he learned from us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, like, not just him. Cause, and, and, and here's the thing about it is, is that, you know, like, we were talking about this with somebody earlier. Just the explosion of podcasts, you know, si- since... You know, since we since went off the air, we took a hiatus. Uh, real life got in the way. I did too. Absolutely. I mean, we we all Absolutely. we have now regretted that huge hiatus. Me too. Because I mean, now everybody has a podcast, and 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 while it's it's a good thing, just because podcasts are freely available everywhere, everybody has something to say. Um, and has an opinion about it too. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's social media on a freaking uh, mic instead of reading it. Absolutely. There's no more keyboard warriors. They're just the no. Vocal. There's still plenty of those. There's more. I well, there's keyboard warriors and there's vocal warriors. One of the things I love about podcasting is like the genres. I I, I used I started out strictly pro wrestling. Then I went to all sports, the outdoors, and pro wrestling. And now it's pretty much just like a variety show, kind of like a Joe Rogan format. He's going to have somebody on it who might be like a flat earther, and the next one he might be an MMA guy. It's, it's very uh, Jericho esque. I mean, it Jericho is. has um, like. Anybody. He just had a guy who did UFOs. Yes, he did. And then he yeah, will have so. on Paul Stanley of Kiss. And then he'll have on <laughs> Dean Ambrose or John Moxley. And then he'll have on the roadie who was part of Motley Crue and what they did back in the 90s. It's like, how do you find all these people? Well, and like I was saying, like the amount of genres in podcasting is really cool. There is a lady in my life who on the show is known as the smoking hot soon-to-be wife. I thought you were going to say your mama. (laughs) She is a professional photographer, and I remember one time I was just like browsing through different genres of podcasting, and I was like, you know, there's even photography podcasting. You know, that's what she does for a living. She is... 
the best in the business around where we live. And it's like, you know what? Like, if you ever want to just like, you know, maybe learn more or maybe just, you know, hear about something that you're interested in, there's uh, like, there's outlets to do so. And even through podcasting, you can do that. I mean, I, I have so many podcasts that I need to get through. I have to put my podcast onto uh, how uh, you uh, change the speed. So you have like speed, your normal speed, then speed one, then speed two, and then your slow speed. I have to w- listen to mine on like speed one where they talk a little bit faster and then all of a sudden you got to hear what they say really quickly. Otherwise, you're going to miss it. And if you miss it, you're going to miss the whole entire segment because yes. I have so many <laughs> podcasts I need to catch up on. I have to do it at that speed. Right. It's inconvenient, but I need to take in the information because I like to absorb what everybody else is doing and try to apply it to our show or try to float ideas over and say, hey, th- this kind of work. Let's see if we can tweak it and modify it and make it ours. Right. I'm going to ask you guys a challenging question. Sure. Because I know our time here for the live shows are at, are, uh, They're uh, skewed. Yeah. Yeah. So the amount of time that we have here is not very long to do a live show, but I want to ask you guys, since you guys are wrestling guys and I'm a wrestling guy, I want to ask you a question that I think about often. Okay. All right. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. If you could name a wrestler that like we, we all know in the wrestling world, there is like self-destruction. Or there, there was a lot of self-destruction back in the day. Oh, and there still is. There's, there yeah. 100% yeah. still is. Yeah. If you could name one guy who was, I guess you could call him too much too soon, who could have had the world by the balls, but whether it was poor decisions or poor decisions by a booker because he made him mad, who was one guy that was too much too soon? Because I have an individual who I, I wish I would have been able to see him in his prime. I only got to see just a few things of him live whenever I was really young. Live is in on television, mm-hmm. not a live event. He's no longer with us because of his choices. But mm-hmm. is there anybody who you guys think like could have could have had the entire world and for whatever reason was too much too soon, never lived up to full potential? It's a tough question. But Thanks it's for one I down the vibe of the show. Jesus. How about it? But it's my show and I'm allowed. Right. Uh, I mean, so I I don't have one guy. Okay. Um, we talked about it during during our last show. Um, we brought up Bulldog. Yes. Um, I think he's in there. I think he's in the conversation. He's not my number one. Uh, I I'm not exactly sure who, but there's a lot of guys. Um. I don't think he would be a massive superstar, as in, like, you know, guys like Austin Hogan, guys like that. But, right. Um, I would put Brian Pillman in there, too. Absolutely. Pillman, yes. Um, but but when you asked the question, I instantly thought Kerry Von Erich. Yeah. yeah. That, um, like, yeah. that was the first name that popped into my head. Uh, to- there are just some guys from my childhood where I feel like I just like have like a connection to, yeah. for whatever reason, like some sort of like spiritual connection to what whatever. And um, there are three guys for the longest time that I feel like I've had that for, or had that with rather. Kerry uh, Von Erich was one of them. I was just enamored with that guy. He Absolutely. built he built like a Greek god. Yes. The chicks dug him. Yes. You know, and he was, and, and then later to find out he had one foot and he did what he did. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And. And another one was my favorite indie wrestler of all time, Sweet and Sour Larry Sweeney. Uh, yeah. He spent some time in yeah. Chikari. He spent some t- he spent some time in ROH. And I don't care what anybody says. You can de- you can debate me till the end of time. I think uh, he would have been with the Fed at some point. He he was he was such a talented talker, such a talented individual. 
But my number one is one of the most talented guys of all time. At 23 years old, he was fighting the Nature Boy Ric Flair for the world heavyweight title, and that was the Nature Boy Buddy Landell. The- Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. He At, at, wow. Tw- at 23 years old, yeah. the guy had $100,000 saved in the bank. He's, now, he, he gave credit to his wife because he said he, he, he had no idea how to save money. Hey. So he gave it to his, so his wife. He gave all the credit to her. But at 23 years old, he was fighting the Nature Boy for the world heavyweight title, and from that moment on, and you know in 85 he was supposed to get he was supposed to get the world title and he just said you know what i don't feel like waking up today so black bart he took his lincoln he drove to the tv studios he gets a phone call from dusty Rhodes, and he says f you i'll get there when i get there and they were going to start the angle that day he takes a shower 11:30 he shows up 2 hours late and dusty fires him and he was never the same since he was he was his own worst enemy but he was one of the most talented individuals and in wrestling, at least in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That 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 name just completely escaped me. Um, For wow. some reason, I have this real like my profile picture on Facebook three times, three or four times a year is just a photo of Nature Boy Buddy Landell. Just because I I think that it's because I had a dream. I I trained myself, mm-hmm. and I had a dream of this. And there was this individual that had everything that they wanted. He could talk. He could. He he yeah. he, he was a he was a five tool player. He knew it. He knew he was good, but he wanted to do things his way, and his way wasn't always correct. Right. So it's almost like mm-hmm. I feel like I have this connection with him because he, this guy had everything I freaking wanted, and I wanted at the same age. And he threw it down the toilet for drugs. He threw it down the toilet for alcohol, whatever. Yeah. Whatever it was. So it's one thing like I've never really asked wrestling fans about. I, I know you guys are diehards as well. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to to bring up about this guy because his wrestling career, for some reason, although nowhere near what it could have or should have been, like it, it like it, it affects me as a fan. What he had, I wanted. Now, now you you'll actually have to school at least me just because I'm not like I I like I know the name. And I know like a little bit about him, but 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 I didn't really follow his career like that, and I haven't gone back to do so. Well, we were we're at the age where we're not we weren't old enough at the time to follow his career. Right, right. You know, after eighty five, his career went downhill. I mean, he he went to Puerto Rico. Oh uh, man, he went to Puerto Rico numerous times. Enough said. So he was down there, yeah. a lot. But you know, come eighty nine and ninety, he was just. You know, he was in he was in promotions like Ozark Mountain Wrestling and and everything. His last his last decent stunt wasn't Smoky Mountain. Man, so yeah. so if you think of the time period and you think of our age, like we, we we didn't have the opportunity to watch him in in like you know eighty three fight against Terry Taylor for the national heavyweight title. So with that being said, what 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 drew you to him? Like just because you talent, would have to go back, talent. Because I'm not so much, I'm not so much about personas and such. I, I mean, I am. I'm a wrestling fan. Sure. But if if, if you were to have a match in front of me that was a, like a wrestling match or a high spot match, whatever, I am yes. I am drawn to the wrestling. And that that, that kid was so good. Call him a kid. That kid was <laughs> that kid was so good. He could, you know. To quote Dusty Rhodes, he could talk to working man's rap, and uh, you seems know, like the crowd agrees with you. Yeah, they do. Thank yeah, you guys. Yes, they do. Thank you. That's facts. I appreciate that. I'm glad we got some listeners. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's 
There's something about Nature Boy Buddy Landau has always bothered me my entire – ever since I found out about the guy. And it, my favorite wrestling clip of all time is him. And I think it was a 28 Falls match. Have you guys seen this? 28 Falls match. I'm pretty sure it was a 28 Falls match. It, it was Jerry Lawler. I, I think I'm getting these four right. It was Jerry Lawler, Dutch Mantel, Bill Dundee, and Buddy Landell. And there's a clip. It's Down third, in Memphis? Yes. There was a, a 30-second long clip on YouTube. I post it probably like once a week just because I love it so much. <laughs> where – the, 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 nobody sold with their hair better than Buddy Landell did. Mm. He's in the corner, and he's just getting peppered by Jerry Lawler. I think it was 28 punches in 30 seconds. But just to, to see Buddy, it, it's black and white too, which is really cool. Yeah, To see Buddy sell and sell with his hair the way that he does, and then the final blow, he, he steps out of the corner all groggy, and Jerry Lawler just gives him an uppercut and just lays him out. And it was the most perfect time. If somebody wants to like study timing, watch that final punch. It's unbelievable. So if you guys have not seen that, I challenge you to. I'm going to have to go back in. It's my favorite wrestling clip of all time. What? Whoa. Yeah. Of all time. Of all time. That's heavy standards, but, but. You know why? Because, you know, because those guys are so good throwing punches right there in that 30 seconds told me a story. And all it was was punches. I will say that all the footage I've seen from Memphis, like, just specifically punches. Like, even to this day, when when Lawler wrestles a match, he always throws, like, the best... Uh, best the, working the, punch? The best working punch. No, the best working punches come out of the South. Yes. Nobody, oh, nobody throws a right hand like a Southerner. No. Nobody does. I mean... The best person I've seen that I, I – I personal preference. Personal preference. Right. I enjoy watching The Rock throw punches. For some reason, when he sits there and he just starts going, he opens up his fist, spits – or opens up his palm, spits in it, and then closes it back up and smacks. I don't know why. I'm just enamored. Because there's a lot of entertainment most, in that. Yeah, it's entertainment. Yes, there is, yeah. And, and I just feel invested when I watch that, too. I, I mean, I could sit there all day. Heel rock, face rock. It's just how he throws that punch. It makes me – just happy. <laughs> For me, Between that and his boots. I, I dig his boots where he shows half the calf. I don't know why. It's preference. Wait, ladies and gentlemen, just in time. Oh, yeah. The, the boot loving. <laughs> the boot loving, I'm going to show up late guy on the show. I was I was present. You were present. Just in another room. Yeah. <laughs> That's facts. That's facts. But, yeah, no, I challenge you guys to watch that. I'll have to. Yes. Please do because you know, like I, I respect the heck out of you guys, and I know you guys are as big of fans as me. And um, like I'm, I am so much of a history buff. Where like I, I think ever since I trained and ever since like I really started to like learn the history of every single territory, even like out to Oregon and all these other things. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for me to watch a match and like enjoy. I study everything now, and I think that's why that clip means so much to me. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I mean, it's for. Anybody who is a student of wrestling, there is no excuse now. I mean, like, you could say, generally speaking, even 10 years ago, there wasn't as much footage out there. There weren't as many avenues. But now, there's no reason why why, why you can't go and, and, and find old old footage from Portland or old footage from Memphis, old, old footage from Florida, from, from Texas. You can and, go to Jim Cornette's website. And look at the tapes that he found inside of a dumpster. Shout out to JCE, by the way. Dude, so so uh, speaking of podcasts, I actually just tuned in to the Jim Cornette. All right, you're gone. 
<laughs> hey, 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 hey. I, I'll admit, I was late to the party like Justin, but I checked out the drive through and I loved it. So it's, it's incredible. It's going to be part of my weekly, uh, my weekly listening for sure. Every Monday. Every Monday. Every Monday. And that's why I listen to everything at uh, quarter speed fast. <laughs> it, it, listen to Corny just, talk Jim- a little bit faster, talk like this, you some bitch. It's just <laughs> even more hilarious to me. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys hear the George the Rat story? Yes, I did. You did hear I the did George the Rat I did hear that one. Story. That one uh, this, was this Monday. Uh, no, no, I did not, actually. You did not. Okay, no. I'm going to steal this from uh, something you wrestled with Bruce Pritchard. Shout out to you. Don't sue me. I gave you a shout out. So, <clears throat> you remember uh, the Mick Foley vignette with Jim Ross early on? Like the first altercation Jim Ross was ever in, in an angle of any no, kind? No, 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 no. That, that was even before that. This is when he was well, in that, the basement. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. I it was in the boiler room, wasn't it? It was the boiler room. Yes. He, mm. Very initial Mankind vignettes. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. there was a rat that was used in this in this vignette, and it was Jim Cornette's rat, George. He owns a rat? He well, had he a did. rat. He had a rat. <laughs> I'm sure that so, rat's long dead. So, Oh, it is. So this rat <laughs> ended up having some problems, Okay, some health issues. So... If you have a pet rat and you take it to the vet, I think you need you know, like some psychological help. Well, Jim Cornette takes George, the rat, to the vet. $1,300 vet bill. They couldn't save him. Oh, man. So, Jimmy, being an animal lover, which he is, he'll, he'll tell you. Right. He doesn't like people like me who hunt. Um, <laughs> he had his rat in a shoebox in the freezer. To preserve it so he could give it a proper burial. Uh, okay. Um, That's George the Rat. Well, it's funny, too, because I just watched the Monday Night War on the network, and it fully was talking about how he was in the basement, and he was holding this rat, and he said, I'm not particularly fond of rats. And then, fast forward the week later, Cornette's talking about that same rat, too. And yes. I'm like, oh, God, it came full circle immediately. George the Rat. Yep. Yes. I don't even... You need to listen to the Jim Cornette experience oh. and drive through each and every I, day. You need to start from the beginning. You will learn a life. From the beginning? It. Aren't they on like, like like 300 episodes, something like that? Like 281, something like that? Are you saying Jim Cornette's like my podcast hero? Are you telling me he's not worthy? I'm not saying, hey, don't put words in my mouth now. I'm just saying that 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 I just have a lot of catching up to do. All right? And, and, and was this on, on the experience or on the drive through? Either way, man, I gotta. I heard it both, right? I heard it on the on the Jim Cornette episode of something the wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. With Bruce Pritchard. Oh, I got you, got you, got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. Okay. So, well, gentlemen, we have actually gone over our time, and nobody has said anything. So, I think I'm going to be respectful, and I I think I'm going to give ourselves the go home cue on this. I got uh, two kids that have been running amok. I got the smoking hot soon to be wife who's been been phenomenal today chasing down the children while I could do this. No, so. like, like Carl Anderson, is she a smoking hot Asian too? There's no He, Asian. he is proud to announce he that he has very, a smoking yes. hot Asian Yes, wife. he is, and I am he, proud he, he, I got he, a no smoking hot Native American. See, there you go, see? So, you, go. you know what? Right. Hashtag smoking hot Native <laughs> American. You can see it now on Todd Orf <laughs> on the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. So, real quick, before we bounce, how can everybody find you guys? 
Well, we are currently on Facebook, if you like us on The Atomic Drop Show. We are also on Blog Talk Radio, The Atomic Drop Show. We are also on, uh, you can email us at uh, Blog Talk Radio, or Blog Talk Radio, The Atomic Atomic Drop Show at gmail.com. Right. We also have competition out there, but also know that we were the original. We are trademarked. We are the original, often imitated, never duplicated, but in this case we are because when we took that hiatus, we came back and took back our damn name. Uh, and by <laughs> the way, uh, I have to give a personal plug just because uh, I have a shoot job in wrestling. Um, so I work as a video editor for PCW Ultra out in Los Angeles, California, uh, where I came. I've been working with, with, with them for three and a half years, and um, so... It, one of the top, one of the top, <clears throat> one of the top indie wrestling companies in the country, PCWUltra.com. They they like, it, it, if you're into indie wrestling, they have everybody you can think of, uh, former WWE guys, current AEW guys, current Ring of Honor guys, uh, everybody, anybody on the indie scene. We have them all, so I just have to give them a shout out on every podcast that I do. So, see, there you go, PCWUltra.com. But shout out to PCW. But more importantly, the Atomic Drop Show every week, Block Clock Radio, we, nine nine thirty, nine or nine thirty, depending on on when we can get the circumstances. Right, <laughs> depending on dogs, dogs, children's dogs, family, life. Life. runaway cats, runaway cats, man, battle scars. <laughs> Gentlemen, I appreciate you guys coming on, man. This was a this was a decade in the making. Absolutely, that it, it was. It's been a pleasure one, once again. So so happy to uh, to finally meet you. Yeah. And uh, if we do this again next year, then uh, then we got to get Johnny on board again. Johnny will be here, or he's definitely good old Heathy, or he's definitely eighty six. Yeah, he, yes. My show's Heath Slater. <laughs> he will be here next. Uh, he will be here next year, as will I, and I'm sure as will you guys. So, gentlemen. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. This is Todd Orndorff on the Toddcast, folks, live from the BICBP Western New York PodCon Showcase. <sighs> Made the trip. Say that casino. Not going to say if I won or lost. Mm. Actually, I didn't go yet. But we are going to go hit the pool now, guys. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate you guys coming on. Seeing you guys again. It's been awesome. Shout out to Matt Johnson and everybody who – went through all the work to put this together. It's a uh, round of applause for Matt. Round of applause for Matt. I can't, I, I can't imagine trying to tackle something like this, especially, you know, trying to get people from all over. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, probably being the only guy from Pennsylvania, I feel pretty privileged to be here. So rock on to everybody who did this rock on to you guys. You guys are rock stars without a doubt. I'm sure you know that. So thank you guys. Next week we will have Johnny on guys. T on the TC. Make sure you check it out on Instagram and Facebook. Todd Orndorff on the Talkcast. Check us out or shoot us an email on the Talkcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much. This is Todd Orndorff out. <laughs> I'm a podcast veteran. You know who I'm better than? Athea veteran since back in the day. <laughs>